What's up, guys? Welcome to another wonderful episode of Ringmasters. I am Chad, and joining me, as always, is the man who is the uh, Trent Beretta to my Rocky Ramiro. Oh my God, my name is Austin. I every time you open the show, you gotta have like these, some of these written down because you're just you're like trying so hard to think of it on the fly, and it's not listen, working out listen, for you. Listen, it's 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 going great. It's going. <laughs> But yeah, uh, welcome to Ringmasters Podcast. Um, real quick before we get started off, thank you. We got to send some big thanks to our good friend Jack the Jobber, Jack G. King, for a wonderful episode last week. Probably, I think Chad and I would agree, that was probably one of our favorite episodes. Oh, that was my favorite episode yeah. we've done. It was a ton of fun. He's He is welcome back on anytime he likes, and um, same goes for any of the Cultaholic guys. Um but yeah, I mean, I just I listened back to that and I was like, I had a big smile on my face because yeah, that was a really, really that was it was a really fun conversation we had with him. Um, and my WrestleMania trip is already exponentially more excited because me and my sister got meet and greet tickets to meet Kenny Omega. And while your WrestleMania trip gets better, mine crumbles in just a sad, sad way. Wait, what? Because I actually just found out that I actually am not attending. And I actually forgot to tell you until just now. Oh my god, dude, what happened? I am just super busy. Um, I had a couple of financial things happen, and I'm also planning a wedding. And it I just, mean, yeah, I couldn't get the money. Thing. I couldn't get the numbers. It was it was prioritizing ah, the struggles of being an adult. But that's man. okay because you're going in my place, and you will live on in my memory. I will. Yeah. I am upset. I don't get to see the two giant Godzilla creatures in that Japan yeah. show. Wrestle. Jack's gonna be very. Disappointed I was looking on forward that to that actual review that I was going to do, but yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure when they hit Detroit in the next few years, I'll hit that one. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, man. I feel. I'm. I'm sorry, man. But obviously, that's ah, all good. There's there are things that come before like pro wrestling. Not a lot, but yeah, yeah, some but things. like yeah. But, but trust yeah. me, it was a struggle. I was going back and forth oh, I'm on sure. if I had to. I was like, do I need like, to live? Does or? a wedding matter? Yeah. <laughs> like, and then you're just like, and then your 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 soon to be wife is standing over your shoulder. It's like it it matters. It matters. It, it matters. It, it definitely matters. Yeah, but, but Ronda Rousey will be there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I promise. I will. I will film a crap ton. I'll. Get some stuff done. We we're gonna get some YouTube stuff going pretty soon. I'm gonna get a lot of cool stuff that I film. I'm excited. Yeah, it's gonna be awesome. And, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm sure me and Cindy, Cindy will vlog a good amount of like us being at Mania. And one good thing about me not being there is now instead of me having to pick and choose what indie shows I get to see, I can just watch them all and then do reviews on them. Oh, just like <laughs> so, watch their streams. Yeah. Yeah, I can just watch the streams and then review them. So okay, silver yeah. linings, people. Of course, you got to look at the bright side. And yes, and some... today's Valentine's Day, so it we is. Gotta, yes. We got to keep the love here. Of course, yes. You, you doing anything for Valentine's Day? No, me and Libby don't celebrate it. We think it's a dumb holiday. I mean, it is, but like, <laughs> I, this would, I, I, it's, technically I'm not celebrating, but like, I, um, like obviously like this last year I hung out with like two of my best friends. I, um, this won't come out, this, this will come out after I do this for them, but, um, I have a surprise that I, um, cause I am a musician and I wrote both of them a song. Oh, man. And we're going to perform it right here on Ringmasters he- right now. Not here, no. He's got the guitar. I don't, I don't even have it with me, bro. Who wants to walk with Elias? You'll mm-hmm. be, I'll be Elias. You'll anyway, be Braun Strowman with the bass. I, I can't even wish to be better than Braun Strowman. Anyway, here's Bronderwall. <laughs> oh, like yeah. That. Um, No, but yeah, I'm going to play that for them later tonight. Um, But yeah. Um, it's also Ash Wednesday, which my mom reminded me, and I'm like, mmm. Maybe I shouldn't have had Arby's this lunch. <laughs> I was just like, mm, I didn't actually. I know if she listens to that, she'd she'd actually be probably upset about that. Oh well, don't listen to this, Austin's mom. She doesn't. Trust oh, me, she good, doesn't. Good. Cindy does though, and she will re- relay all the information to her that really. Cindy, don't to her. don't tell her anything. I didn't do anything. No, I actually didn't. I'm I was debating whether or not to get Arby's though there for dinner, but I haven't yet. Yes. Yet. Yes, because. But you... yeah, Monday Night Raw and SmackDown Live. Um, for the last two weeks, I feel like have been rather interesting in how they want to put stuff on. I feel like this this week's shows were marginally better than last week's shows. Oh yeah, I actually cared about what happened in these shows. Yeah, I mean for some parts, I feel like um, I I'm just looking at both shows though. I'm it's I, I don't know if it bothers you as much as it bothers me, but those damn graphics and like the typography that they're putting on the screen bothers the hell yeah, out of me. I don't like it. Like I think it works for their Facebook Live stuff with that tournament. Yeah, but yeah. when you're doing the main TV show, I th- I 
I think it looks pretty kind of amateurish, to be honest. It looks like I'm watching a Saturday night, a Saturday morning TV show. Like, literally, it looks like they're playing to the cheap seats yeah. and for the kids. And it's just like, I understand that we're still in the, like, I granted, not not more so the PG era, but it's still PG. Did you watch but, when like, they had the Saturday morning slam? Uh, no, <laughs> but actually, I read an article, um, plug for when uh, the What Culture guys used to do the pro wrestling magazine. I don't know if they still do. But I got the first issue, and there was this one guy who did an article about how, like, there's not enough good comedy in pro wrestling. And he talked about a match on Saturday Morning Slam that featured, I think, Santino Morello and Santino Morello and uh, Goldust, I think. I have no idea. But, like, they were doing some comedy stuff or whatnot, and he actually really enjoyed it. And I was like... I mean, you're you're selling it pretty well. I don't believe it, but you're selling it pretty well. I mean, well. I think I think I think uh, as far as comedy wrestlers go, I think Santino Morello was probably was one of the best, one of my personal favorites. And I like, and I've always liked Goldust. It so. really did. I, I I mean, I know it was it was a joke, but uh, when um, granted, I wasn't watching pro wrestling at this time. But when I went back and watched it, when I saw they gave the the like the women's uh, battle royal they did at WrestleMania 25 to him yeah. dressed up yeah. in a, dressed well, up he in a dress. didn't give it to him. He gave it to his sister Santina. Of course, yeah. Kayfabe, brother. Kayfabe, yeah. But yeah, that that actually kind of bothered me because <laughs> I was just like. Man, and I and I look at women's wrestling now, and I'm just like, thank God we aren't back there. It's like, oh my God, some of the I stuff ha- they. Get. I half expected Santina to return for the women's rumble. Like, I can't even believe I didn't think of that. <laughs> I would totally like. I was watching that, and I was like thinking about people who show up, and I was like, <laughs> what if that was Kari? Like he he just took Kari's Kari Sane's Sane's spot. spot. I'm Santina. Yeah. <laughs> or it would be cool if he if she if he came out and to the entrance and then her music hit and then he she oh, just that would elbow, be funny. she just elbowed him in that the would face. Be funny. That would be that funny. That would have been really good actually. Yeah, that would have been funny. Um granted they probably wouldn't have done that because Vince was like, That was a great character. I don't know what that you're was talking a great about. Great idea. Yeah, women's spe- wrestling. Speaking of women's wrestling, uh before we get on to like mentioning some of the big points of Raw and SmackDown, we got uh the women the woman choice for this year's Hall of Fame induction to be Ivory, which um, not no not trying to disrespect at all here. I think Ivory is great, and she did a lot of great stuff. And no disrespect to like how they choose the Hall of Fame because I'm sure it's pretty difficult to choose every single hard. year. But for this year, I feel like for at least for the female entry, it was no contest. It needed to be China. It wasn't China last year. It needed to be China. Yeah, when they mentioned when Stephanie mentioned uh, China's name during the women's rumble, I was like, I I thought that that would be opening it up for it too, because they, they usually only mention people's names like that if they plan on putting them in or are doing it. They even mentioned China in Ivory's like video package they did for the Hall of Fame when they yeah. made, when they were in when they fought at WrestleMania, and I'm exactly. just like, that's kind of a like I saw that and I was like, that's kind of a big middle finger, like in my eyes, it's just like. You you go Ivory over China, which granted I think Ivory definitely deserves her spot. Well, um, I think it's also because Ivory was connected to Glow, and now that Glow is such a big oh yeah Netflix that show, is true yeah. I think they're also trying to find a way to milk in that Netflix money because literally every every person that the WWE then put ducks, Alex Riley in the Hall of or Fame or John Morrison oh yeah or Amazing Kong or but literally every single person that gets inducted into that Hall of Fame is one hundred percent a business strategy. That's mm-hmm. why they have the celebrity wing because that way people go oh wow Donald Trump is putting put in the Hall of Fame. I better tune in and see mm-hmm. what that wacky character was up to in his. They didn't even. Day. Ha- I don't think they ha- they've had a celebrity inductee though for like Good. the last three years. Good. It's stupid. It is dumb. But like, and it- then and then you look at like some of the people that are in there. They always have, they always have one woman. They always have one. You know, uh, tag team or tag something. team. They always have one African American like person to celebrate. And now the, the warrior. African-American and now the warrior wrestling. award. And then yeah, and then there's now there's the warrior award. I just wish they would put in, and everybody who goes in, for the most part, does go in, does deserve to go in, but I wish they wouldn't limit it to one of those demographics per thing. Yeah. Like, why? Like, yeah. I, I do think I in. do think at least one woman is a good idea, so that oh. way it's, it's not a sausage fest. No, I agree. I think I, th- I think more women should go in is what I was I saying. I agree, yeah. Because like, cause the fact that, like, you know, the Dudley boys are in now, so that's the tag team demographic, but yet I also think that... You know, there are tons of other tag teams that I think are deserving of it. Mm-hmm. And then you look at, like, Mark Henry. Oh, there's Mark Henry. But I think there was other some people that also deserve that. And it just sucks that some of these people keep getting passed up and we might never see them in there. And I think China's one of them. Oh, yeah, for sure. So. I, I don't – it's like – I don't I, – I, honest to God, don't think they have a vendetta against her. I don't 
and like I know some fans I've seen think they they do. I don't think that's the well, they case. Used to. I mean, they definitely used to because porn is evil. Yeah. But for some reason, Sonny's in there though. But like, whatever. Not gonna ju- not gonna dive into that <laughs> rabbit hole. But yeah, I don't know. It's the the WWE Hall of Fame is just a weird beast in itself because at, at one hand it's a great celebration of pro wrestling and when wa- watching some of those speeches are just a general oh, joy to yeah, watch. Oh, yeah, I love watching those I love watching those. I was I was I was like when we were like NXT or Hall of Fame, we're like we're going to do NXT. Yeah. Uh but like damn, it's going to suck to miss the Hall of Fame though. When I when I, I think I, was... I would have cared about it more than Sydney specifically, yeah. but still it's like well, it's a cool thing to when see. When I was lo- back back when I was going, I was looking at packages for stuff and I thought about getting a Hall of Fame ticket too cuz I think that'd be cool. I think it'd be a cool thing to attend. Like I've been to tons of wrestling shows. I've never been to a Hall of Fame ceremony. Mm-hmm. And I think that'd be really cool. And you know, I don't know. I'm happy I I got it. Um I personally am still waiting for my Michelle McCool Hall of Fame induction. Yes. And I thought she was going to get it with her awesome r- women's rumble like match. Mm-hmm. But, you know, whatever. We uh, we move on. Yep. Oh, there's always next year. There's yep. always next year with those ones. Um, yeah. I just love that, though, because pro wrestling stories, like, told by pro- former pro wrestlers are just some of the most fun things to listen to. I think at least once every month or two, I always listen to the story that CM Punk told at uh, Chicago. I think it was at a Chicago con. Mm-hmm. And um, it was a story about him and Kofi getting pulled over. I heard that story. Yeah, that story is so. Didn't they get like his... arrested or something? Well, yeah, they got they they were driving an out of state car into like in Missouri <laughs> yeah. and like got pulled over by by cops and they like he was like I he's like of the way I look with my tattoos and I'm with an African American man with dreadlocks and you cannot tell that man there is no weed in the car <laughs> and it's just like yeah like oh my god it was it's so fun because like. Kofi and Punk are like two polar opposites in yeah. terms of like their characters. So just hear, seeing them like like when Punk just went off on them and Kofi's just like, let's just go. <laughs> but yeah, that's one of my favorite stories. But um focusing on um on Monday Night Raw, um, at least for the big parts, Braun fucking Strowman. Oh my god. It was very, very funny. I was not prepared for how funny it really was. As a music guy and as someone who likes good comedy in WWE and how there's just so little of it, that was hysterical. Minus the fact that um, I think Michael Cole called it a big cello. It's a bass. It's a bass. Yeah. It's a bass. I took band in high school, so I know my instruments. Mm-hmm. And when or, they were like, that's the cello, I'm like, that's It's a big cello. That's, that's I'm like, that's definitely a bass. Yeah. Oh, so a bass, Michael Cole. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I was... I was surprised by how decently of a singer Braun Strowman really is. I want an album <laughs> so was, bad, I and I've expe- seen I've seen people like post on Facebook and Twitter just album covers of it and just, like, <laughs> get these hands. And I'm like, drop it! I want it. It looks so good. We'll get him singing his own theme song. Oh please! Well, he does. He just he goes, does. But instead of Braun, I want Braun. Can we just get a like a faction with of between him, him, Rusev Day, and him? Al- yeah, Elias. Rusev, Aiden English, and Elias, and they just call them. Um, like, Bring back Julian Hall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Um, and they just call them like I don't know, just like a play on the Beatles or something. And three count. We need three count there too. Oh my God, three count. <laughs> yeah. I just like I literally like though my friend. I told my friend about this um, about him playing it and it just broke. Mm-hmm. And he's like, she's like, do you know how expensive those are? I'm like, listen, the pyro money's not going into <laughs> exactly. there. We got to spend it on something. Listen, you think I care about how much a bass a, a cello costs? Now, if it was a trombone, everyone would lose their minds. Yes, those are expensive. Yeah. But, oh, of course. Yeah. Very very funny. It was not expecting it at all. Yeah, but um, that that for me was like besides like like storylines and matches, that was moment of the night for oh, me. Oh, that made the whole show for me. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It was such yeah. a good it was such a solid moment. I was okay with I could I just saw that and I was like, I'm good for the week. Yeah, exactly. It's like <laughs> I don't need to keep watching. Um I feel like another thing we should um focus on is um there was the it's like Seth Rollins and Jason Jordan, I feel like is an interesting one because Seth was teaming with Roman Reigns and last week, and then he, Jason Jordan came out and was like, I want to be a part of this even though I'm legitimately, even though I'm legitimately it, hurt. Yeah, exactly. And then cost it for Seth Rollins. Um, yeah, I'm I'm very interested about those two because I know people were like originally like, <clears throat> like, when, like now that Jason Jordan is injured, do you think that when he comes back it's going to be the heel turn? Yeah, I think, and um, I was actually going to mention this, but I forgot, but I just remembered. 
Um, I think I think Jason Jordan. The fact that they were cheering him when he got oh yeah that's, that he was like, yeah the fact that they cheered that he was injured like um, I remember our I think I think it was Jack actually from Cultaholic who who mentioned that he was actually hurt actually no I think it was Russell talk with Ollie either way they I heard that they they cheered when uh, Jason Jordan got hurt yeah and everyone Kurt Lambast like, yeah Kurt yeah. Angle lambasted the crowd see I I don't know. Yeah, it kind of sucks. Like, hey, he's actually hurt. Hooray. But also, it shows that the heel turn is working, and they hate him. Here's the thing. Yeah, here's the it's, thing, though, is that um, that's the thing, though, is that um, either way, I don't think it's just, it's just not appropriate, I feel like. Because like, now that now that kayfabe is well and long dead, I feel like any sort of cheering for, like, a superstar to be injured. While it may have been okay back in the 80s and 90s, not so much Not so See, much now. I'm that smart fan that probably would have got caught up in the moment and was like, I'm sure. yeah! I'm sure you would I'm so happy he's hurt. I'm sure you would have. <laughs> but in reality, I like Jason Jordan as a wrestler. I just think, I know, this, he was just in a horrible story, and yeah. he's making it work. People hate him. Yeah. And I think when he does come back, yes, I think it's still full steam ahead with Well, yeah, because then he could just be like, I got hurt, and then you guys cheered at my dad <laughs> when he said I was hurt. Now I'm like, like, what Like, just what the hell is wrong with you people? You are awful. <laughs> yeah. It's but, like he's got legitimate stuff that he can use against the yeah, fans for sure. and just get them riled up. And now the question is, what does Seth do for Mania now? Because you got to believe... If the reports were true, he was going to feud with Jason Jordan at Mania. Well, right now, at least for Elimination Chamber, because at the for the main event they had the uh, the I think it was a Fatal Five Way. Between, it was a Fatal yeah, five it was way. Fatal Five Way. The second chance Fatal Five Way, which Seth Rollins was thrown into because he didn't have anything, and it ended up with Finn Balor and Seth Rollins getting a pin simultaneously. Poor Bray. Um, yeah, Bray. <laughs> Well, yeah. I mean, he had his elimination chamber moment last year. I wish Matt could have also had pinned him. I would have liked. Just I so liked it. Matt could be like, "Ha, I've pinned you." I would have liked it if they just beat the living crap out of each other, like up the ramp and through backstage, and then just left yeah. while left the match, just beating the hell out of each other. Yeah. Um, and then just the match continues as a triple threat. Um, but um, yeah. So Finn Balor. But I saw on it. They so they ended the show. They're like. Who's going to Elimination Chamber? What's going on? And that's how they ended the show. But then on SmackDown, um, they showed a commercial that said Seth Rollins was in the match, and so was Finn Balor. Yeah. And there were seven people in the Elimination Chamber. Yeah, they're doing chamber. a seven-man Elimination Chamber. Are they just going to shove two people in one pod I, to share? I can imagine it's probably just going to start with a triple threat with three guys in the ring, and then the pods open simultaneously. That Yeah, that that's probably the... the I've heard a lot of people the say sense. they were adding another pod, and I why? I don't know how you could do yeah, that. Though. I just think it just. I just think keep it simple. Throw in this may just put one of them in, make it a triple threat, and then have them all come out simultaneously. Yeah, yeah I think that's just, the best way. I there's no way, and there's no way you know where you can actually put it where it would make sense. Yeah, like I was thinking, like I was like, I mean. They got the four corners, so I guess I guess I could put one like right there and make but, it like a star. But then it looks weird because then there's nothing right there. And the then other it's just side. and then it's just blocking blocking more. Yeah, like, having more it in the corner. Yeah, having it in the corner, it like it's still like people aren't gonna be able to see well, you it. Know all. They could do. They could they could have the elimination chamber and then have one hanging above open it. Open the pot up and then have a shark cage. Exactly. <laughs> and then the person who unfortunately gets last, Finn Balor comes wow, out of the, the last Finn the Balor comes out of the shark cage. This coup de grace. Well, didn't Braun win the, the match to go in last so oh congrats Braun you're entering last but you're in a shark cage yeah shark cages can't hold Braun Strowman mm-hmm, exactly and uh John and uh John no John won that so he I think John, yeah, John won, won it. so he's gonna he was gonna he's going in last I believe he I think I I don't think it was no no the match that him and Miss fought for was the loser was entering first the other person oh, yeah, was yeah, just yeah, randomly yeah, yeah. placed so Miz wherever. goes in first yeah, uh, Braun, uh, Braun goes in last. How funny would it be if it was like, oh, so if, if like John Cena, you know, won the match, so you go in second. Yeah, I was say, yeah. Do you think they'd waste our time and put him in second? That would. But that's the thing, though. Is I don't. I don't like the idea. This is just a nitpick. I don't like the idea of saying who comes out when. I like keeping it a mystery because, like, it's like it's got that. It has that surprise factor that can. That's not as big as the Rumble, but it's close. Yeah. Keeping it as big of a mystery as to who comes out first is the best thing you could do for that match because then it's like, 
Oh, Braun Strowman goes in first and destroys everyone, but then John comes out last, and then like all of a sudden, like all hell breaks loose. That's what everyone could be thinking, but then John could actually enter first, and so like all this crazy stuff. Now that they've given away two of the entrants already, yeah. it kind of just diminishes it a little bit for me. Not not too much. I'm not a big Elimination Chamber fan, but like Ooh, I love the I love. Elimination I think it's Chamber. a good. I think it's a good match. I just don't think there's that many good. Elimination Chamber matches as well. That's fair. That's fair. Um, I mean, and if the plan, if the plan that I've heard is, you know, Braun Strowman Miz at Mania, and Braun's entering is gonna be the last chamber to open, and Miz is starting the match, you gotta assume that either Braun's getting eliminated by the Miz, or, <laughs> or Braun's going to take out Miz, which is probably the more likely option. Yeah. Um, which will then be like, I pinned you, Miz. Now I'm going to take your belt and eat you because I am exactly, Braun. exactly. No, yeah. So. At, at this point, though, um, I I'm gonna I'm going blank on the year. I'm gonna assume 2012. I don't think there could be a single year that was worse than that elimination chamber. The one where like Mark Henry's glass broke and he was like entered into the match anyway and everyone was like what the hell's going on and Dolph was like calling everyone's spots as Who loud as he possibly I don't even remember I don't even remember I just know Brian Alvarez just tore it to shreds I know my favorite my personal favorite elimination chamber match was the one it was the pay-per-view where Edge defended his one his his I think it was his WWE championship it, it was his world heavyweight championship he defended it lost it and then uh, and then cashed it in on no, John no well no he, then he took out then he uh, then somebody mysteriously got injured and Vicky Guerrero put him in the next oh, world yeah, championship yeah, pod yeah, match yeah, yeah. and I remember the final two were him and Rey Mysterio and it was awesome and I was I do remember that yeah, one yeah I watched the, that the one year, on pay per view I, I feel like a bad historian I don't remember the years it's just like they keep drawing a blank on me I'll watch it on the network yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, I mean there was there was I the, what I found interesting too was the uh, the short little tag team they had with Alexa Bliss and Mickey James. I like the little like storyline cues there where like Alexa Bliss saved Mickey the previous week, and Mickey's not too trusting of Alexa, but Alexa's legitimately like apologizing for what she said to her before. Yeah. But then there's still the possibility that she could just be doing this to take out Absolution, so that way it's an easier shot for her in her Elimination Chamber match. Um, I like that. There's like subtle storytelling stuff in there that like leaves fans guessing as to is Alexa leading her on or is Alexa turning a new leaf? What could happen? Like, is, like how is she going to get out of this elimination chamber? I like the way that they're doing that. Me too. Um, it, it, it just works well. It works really well storyline wise. Um, meanwhile, I think the men's one is getting a little too crowded with how many people they have in it, but like... Well, I, like, I feel like they kind of had to throw... Their, their, their game plan wasn't originally seven. So. Obviously, yeah, but, but like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you people want seven? Well, I'll give you eight! If my son can, can, can compete at Mania for the championship, then his father will. And then Ty Kurt just throws himself Ty, in the as an eight Ty's sitting that. in the back like, you couldn't make it to ten? <laughs> The ten man elimination chamber. That'd be just at that point. Yeah, it's war games. But uh, uh, another <laughs> another another story that I thought was interesting is the rumors. Um, and we saw some things planted in Raw this week, um, with the uh, with a Bailey heel turn. Yeah, there's there's something possibly there because Bailey and Sasha put on a really good match. Yeah. Um, I don't think Bailey's turning heel. I really hope Sasha. I do. Heel. I do too. I do too. Because that's the thing is that people start to forget with how long Sasha Banks has been babyface. You forget how good her heel run was, oh, was in great. NXT. And it their, was and their, wonderful. And their Iron Man match was incredible. Oh yeah. Like, there was a longest. There was a, there was a very long time where I put their Iron Man match in my top five favorite matches of all time. She made Izzy cry. Yeah. Oh my oh, god. It was great. And I just think, and especially if if you can. If you can get Sasha to win the Elimination Chamber match and go in as the champion and have Bailey and and uh, Sasha fight, like that's a money match. That is a big money match, yeah. And especially if they go with what I think they're going to do with the Absolution angle, like I think Bliss, I think Alexa Bliss is going to take over the Absolution angle. That'd be crazy because Paige can't do it. But there's two members in the match, so there's two Absolution members. Naya, Mickey, Bliss, and, and Banks. Bliss, Banks wins. Lot, yeah. And then at Mania, there's a six-man between Bliss, Absolution, and Naya Jax, Mickey James, and someone else. Uh, 
They'll do an NXT call up and yeah, they'll bring sure. somebody out. Ember Moon, welcome um, to the roster. I, yeah, welcome to the roster. But, Get fed to absolution. <laughs> exactly. It's just yeah, for real. That actually I'd actually be really upset about that. Okay, well we'll they'll throw in uh Sand- Alicia Fox from an injury. There we go. Oh, Alicia Fox is back. She was injured at the hands of Absolution. Yeah, there you go. Storylines. Story Everyone lines. likes those. Hooray. Uh, but anyway, I just think Bailey and Banks is a is, is a mania-worthy feud. And I think is, yeah. if I were them, that's the, the direction I'd take with well, it. Well, that's the big thing, too, is that it was announced that um, Ronda Rousey is signing with Monday Night Raw, and she will be signing her contract uh, at Elimination Chamber. So she's she's going to WrestleMania. She's going to be on Raw. It seems like your Charlotte Ronda Rousey feud is not what it seems to be. Yeah. I so think, it seems like Asuka's going to be going after the SmackDown which Women's I am, title. Which I'm actually more happy about than... Uh, I think having her on SmackDown is going to be really cool. Because I think Raw's women's division is really stacked. And SmackDown kind of needs her. I wouldn't be surprised if... like. Because I feel like they're going to do a shakeup after Mania. I would not be surprised if Asuka wins the SmackDown Women's Championship. And then gets shaken up to back back to Raw. That'd be really weird. And then like and then like Bailey wins the the Raw Women's Championship, but gets shaken up to SmackDown. <laughs> so then they just do a collective swap belts on the way out and then oh, go. Yeah. But um, nah, red on blue, blue on red. There we go. The Raw Women's Champion is on SmackDown. What nothing, sense does that make? Nothing. Did Booker T's plan this? Exactly. Um, but I think I've heard another a little rumored match that um. Ronda Rousey is going to be teaming with somebody against Triple H and Stephanie. There's two of them that I've heard because I, I saw Colt Hollick's video that they did on her the pitches for her. Um, one was Rock and Ronda versus Triple H and Stephanie. The other one was Kurt and Ronda. I also heard her and Braun against Triple H and Stephanie. Oh my god! To foreshadow back when Braun was, remember when he got like got rough with Triple H at Survivor Series? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And like made Triple H like, just terrified. Yeah. And and then so I heard. Which would free Miz up to then go into a Miz Taraj versus Balor Club feud. Yeah, after geez, after that clustered mess of a main event uh, men's Survivor Series match, we pull that out of the out of our asses. I mean, I'd be, I'd be okay with that because it would give Braun. I think I think Braun at this point, and this is gonna like this is no like this is nothing against the Miz or the Intercontinental Championship because he makes that belt relevant, oh, yeah. and he's a, probably I think he's the best Intercontinental Champion they've ever had. Um, but I think Braun to the point is where he's kind of above it. I think yeah. he could get that big superstar like spot match with Triple H and Ronda Rousey. The big yeah, the big problem is that it's been on Brock for so long, and yeah. it's gonna go to Roman, and then Roman's gonna hold it for a while. I could see Braun taking it off of Roman, but they've done Braun Roman so many times. I don't think Braun like, really needs a championship. Though. He doesn't really, and, and that's the thing. It's like storyline reasons. He just likes beating people yeah. to death. And Money in the Bank is going to be a raw pay per view this year, so you could always have Braun uh, win the the Money in the Bank. See, I've been hearing rumors uh, though is that uh, that they're going to be taking they're going to be stopping with the brand well, exclusive. Well, if nothing else, then we're going to get two branded Money in the Banks, and either way, Braun can win the one that Raw is having. Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know. I, what do you think about that, though, in terms of, like, the no more brand exclusive pay-per-views? I think it's a good idea. Um, I don't think it's a good idea. <laughs> well, I mean, what my, my reasoning behind it is that, like, they're already B-shows, and having this many pay-per-views, like, they're just not selling nearly as much as they need to. And it's just like there's there's too many empty seats for a lot of these shows. And with each roster, there's only so many matches you can do for a B show until your roster starts running thin, especially for SmackDown. SmackDown See, especially, especially. I think combining the two and giving like maybe each each show like three matches on the card, I think is a good idea. Granted, like there's gonna be a good amount of people that'll miss out for that pay per view, but if you want to keep it like the same amount of like the same number of pay per views, and then swap like have both shows share them, like you could have all your two pay per views a month, which is still freaking ridiculous. Um, and then just have the mix each time, or just go back to once a month, and then like I, th- either I just think the brand ex- exclusive pay per views are hurting them in the long run. See, I think. I think, you know, oh, people are getting jaded with all these pay-per-views. That's why we're not selling seats. No, you're not selling seats because your creative department's terrible. I mean, that's that's kind of always been true, You want to fill seats for your pay-per-view, get a writing staff that has continuity and actually gives a damn or knows what they're doing. 
That it's that's always kind of been the of, case. Yeah. And on top of that, by you, by like you said, with, with you now making it so each each brand now gets three matches, we get guys like Brizango, we get guys like Rusev Day, we get guys like, um, like we get so many great wrestlers who have had like good runs since the brand split that would be doing nothing, and they missed out on that pay-per-view check. And, and I think that, you know, there's a chance for everybody to get money, and I think that's what we need. So I'm totally against doing it. Um, I think if you want to sell tickets and get better shows, get a better writing staff, I mean, there's get a, a better creative team. There's a reason why I, I, I go on WWE career, careers always looking for their internships for the summer, um, and I always see writer as a job listing because I'm like, it's God, super, it's super easy to qualify for that. God, do you need one? You I need like up. 20 of them. It's a bachelor's degree in communications. Mm. That's what they're looking for. Well, super easy to get. Well, I guess super I, easy. <laughs> <laughs> Just, you know, college. We can tell. We can tell. <laughs> yeah. I feel, see, that's a th- Yeah, it's like, and of course, they have the mindset of, oh, all wrestling fans live in their basement, so none of them have graduated college. Yeah. Oh, God. They, they they baffle me sometimes, but other than, other than that, there wasn't anything too huge on SmackDown. I mean, a huge huge on Raw, um, other than those things, which I think again was better than last week, but not as good as it needs to be, especially with a pay per view coming up. Um, SmackDown, I don't understand what their fascination is with this top ten list. <laughs> I don't understand. You are not cultaholic. You are not what culture. Your list does not mean anything. I think it's just a way to start feuds. I think I that, guess, but like it's a shitty way to it start is a, a shitty feud. Way. It is a shitty way, but like I don't know. At least it gives them something to feud over instead of just hey, let's fight. Okay. The like, best the best feud to come out of like a list thing was when Dolph Ziggler like trash talked what culture on an episode of Ride Along. Yeah. That was the best thing. And then like they retaliated back, but nothing came of it because of course not. <laughs> but like if there was something actually there, like that's the best thing that you can do with like a list rivalry. I'm more curious about what their fascination was with Dolph Ziggler. <laughs> like signed a big <laughs> signed a nice lucrative deal this week, has like super awesome perks to his contract. Have you heard what his perks are? No, I did not. So he signed like this big deal and so while while everybody else has to like stay for the entire show Duff only has to stay for his parts and then he can leave so like well, what the fuck is that about so if he's like not in the main event he doesn't have to stay and they're also letting him do whatever he wants so like you know how people if they want to pursue their own prod- projects like they have to like get it approved by WWE yeah Dolph doesn't have to. So, like, how Dolph wants to, like, do, like, those co- – wants to yeah, do stand-up stand-up comedy, comedy yeah. and do, like, appearances on CNN and talk about, like, politics. He can now do that as long as it doesn't interfere with his wrestling, which I'm all about. Totally okay with it. It's just not fair that Dolph Ziggler gets to do it and, like, no one else can. Yeah, Dolph, that's the thing is that Dolph's not that big of a commodity where he, I feel he deserves those perks. Yeah, even, he, he was going to leave and they were like, oh, no, I'll t- take this. And I was like, I mean. I mean, I understand, yeah, the need to try to re-sign a guy, but, like, we're not losing too much losing Dolph because he's, he's done some good stuff in the past and he was def- he's definitely done his. He was his, my favorite wrestler yeah, on the roster for a time. He he paid his dues and he did some stuff and he made some memorable moments. That, that cash-in, the yeah. Raw after WrestleMania on Del Rio was an unbelievable moment, and he'll always have that, and he'll always have that. My thing, my only thing with th- with that is just like he's not over it all, and he's boring. Well, he just <laughs> I, he he comes out and says the exact same thing every single week. People want to bash John well, for saying the same thing every single week. I cannot tell you how sick I sick of it I am just to hear like I'm the best in this company well, at wrestling. Well, and that's the thing too, because like I really feel like they try to give him like that underdog role because like he's constantly always like, you know, I work my ass off here and I and I'm the best and I will prove it. And then he he loses, and the entire story is I'm gonna I'm gonna get my I'm gonna get back on track and I'm gonna win. You know, they try to do the same thing that they do with, with, with Sami Zayn when he was a babyface. But the difference between the two is Sami is actually a believable babyface underdog, and we like him. Whereas Dolph Ziggler's entire spiel is, I'm a cocky asshole. That's yeah. his gimmick. His, his, and that's not, his a, that's Twitter, not an underdog his, gimmick. His Twitter handle is Heel Ziggler. Yeah, that's not an underdog gimmick. Like, that's something where Dolph shows up and beats everyone. That's Or, like, that's what we need. Like, yeah. if you want to make Dolph an underdog, then do it. But what you're doing currently is not working. Mm-hmm. Like, that, he's just not an underdog. He's just a guy who says, I'm going to win, and then doesn't win. And then well, we're like, the thing, you're, you don't know what you're talking about. That's the thing, too, is that when 
he did win, when he won the United States Championship, he left. He yeah. vacated the title and left. And now he's back, and he's like, I'm going to win. I'm like, you had a title, and you gave it up. If you want me to care about you, I already don't. And they because don't, there's, and no, just, there's no reason why you should be going back after this title after you just and vacated I would be, it. And I would be okay with him. Like, I'd be okay with it if they explained why. Like, if he got the title and was like, I was the U.S. champion, and I think the reason that I'm not the world champion is that, is that I'm above this horrible piece of pl- uh, this this belt, so that's why and I then, threw it on the ground. And then Bobby Roode because comes now out, he's Because yeah. well, now he's going, because now he was, you know, the SmackDown angle, he was going after a world championship match. And so then... It is, yeah. Yeah, and that's, why, and that's why that part would work if he was like, you know, I'm above the U.S. championship, I could be your main event guy. That makes sense. But the fact that he threw his belt on the, on the <laughs> ground... Kayfabe wise, we have no idea what's at, why. Like as an audience, like behind the scenes, it was because he was gonna leave the company, and his, mm-hmm. he was gonna and he wanted to sit his contract out, and that's why they had him drop the belt. And then when he re-signed his deal or gave them a verbal agreement that he wasn't leaving, they were like, "Okay, fine, you can come back on TV again." And then the fact that they almost had him ruin the rumble, but then thought better of it, you know, thank God. Yeah. But but, but that's why. Like but but they're not gonna say that on TV. But they're just ignoring it. And so I can't get behind Dolph Ziggler when the entire time I see him, I just think, why did you give up? Like you said, why did you you have a belt? Why why should you get a championship match? You had a belt and you threw it on the ground. Is that how you're going to treat every championship you get? Because to be honest, I don't want my world champion throwing a belt on the ground. It's just those kind of things that as an audience member, we see that and we're like, why, why should I care about you when you just threw your belt on the ground and then left and then came back and now you don't have a belt? At what point do I go, wow, Duff is so cool? There, there, there's such a, there is, I, I, you say that and I just, I have a flashback and it just shows how different pro wrestling has gotten because we, we complain about how Roman Reigns hold, holds the Intercontinental Championship. We complain about how just Dolph leaves the United States Championship on the ground. When Stone Cold Steve Austin, when he was the Intercontinental Champion, I believe, he just tossed the mother effer all over the place see but that's his character like it's okay because it fits stone cold's character it is true yeah but like, like it's like it's like when tetsuya naito like uh you, you don't really know much about the new japan gimmick but i know naito i know but, how he does yeah, the well he squint. does that but another thing he does too is when he when he held the intercontinental championship he just didn't care about it he like picked it up like threw it in the ring like and that was his entire gimmick was i don't care about this belt at all i care about being the best this belt doesn't make me the best. To hell with this belt. And he threw it on the ground and said, me being Tetsuya Naito makes me the best. Me being the leader of Los Inglobanables de Japón makes me the best. Not this horrible piece of shit belt. And so then he would like take it and he'd throw it on the ground or he'd like step on it and spit on it. And it was just his character. Stuff like that's okay. But when you say, I'm the best, I'm the best, I'm the best, I'm going to win this belt, take the belt, throw it on the ground, don't give any explanation for it, and then come back and say, I deserve a championship match, that does, that's what I have a problem with. I love how you said that tag, that team name, just like without blinking. You were just like, <laughs> and I'm just like, he said something. I know he well, said something. Jesus Christ. That's, in, that's crazy. But yeah, um, speaking of Dolph Ziggler, of course, um, him and Baron Corbin were supposed to compete in a one-on-one match to determine who would enter their triple threat match for the WWE title into a fatal four-way. Sammy and Kevin try to beat the crap out of both of them before the match even starts. And then Shane, not wanting any of their nonsense, decides, okay, you're each going to compete against one of them. If they beat you, they get added to the match. So it could either be a fatal four-way or a fatal five-way. And both of them end up winning. Now, so I didn't watch those matches. Did they win clean? Yeah, I mean they both both of them didn't come down to the ring. They both didn't come down to the ring like cuz I Shane was like if you come down to the if you try to interfere, you will be taken out of the match. So they kind of just they cut back to them on like watching the TV sideways like yeah. losing their minds. But relatively, yeah, they both won clean. So I mean, I don't have a I don't have a huge problem with it. I mean, I but at the same time I do cuz like Cammy Cammy almost said Cammy. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn I'm not going to give that horrible insult any credit. Of course, but yeah. Those two are apparently your top two heels in the company, and they lost to two people who are also heels and who also aren't your two top heels. Yeah. So it was just a weird booking. Like, well, I mean, it, it'd be one thing if, if it would be one thing if they were using this to turn Dolph and Baron both face, which but, wouldn't but, work. But they're not. You know what I mean? The next day, Baron's going to be like, oh, "I'm Baron Corbin, and <laughs> I am a jerk," and. 
He's not. Nothing's gonna change. Dolph kind of was going along the lines of like, "Oh, I want a main event WrestleMania." It wasn't necessarily heelish. He didn't like bash the crowd or anything like that. But like, I, the only thing that I would say about this is at least it changes up the main title picture a little bit. Oh. Granted, I don't think. Either Baron Corbin or Dolph Ziggler deserve the WWE Championship. I think they're good in their own right, but not WWE Championship material. I'm okay with putting them in the match. I've got no problem with it. But you could have just as easily have had Kevin and Sammy beat them both up, and then at the end of the night have Shane be like, "Well, since you guys like to since you like to beat people up back backstage, how about you beat them up in the ring and then and then and make and then announces the match as a five way." Yeah. Have no problem with I that. I would have been fine if they would have just did a tag team match. Yeah, or a tag team match and then if they win then and then you can have like just chicanery. But the, but the fact that they had both of them go over, lose clean when to be honest, neither of them can really afford a loss especially to that to those guys. Uh-huh. Cuz like, oh wow. Sami Zayn just lost to Dolph Ziggler. Yeah. Wow. Or oh wow, Kevin Owens just lost to Baron Corbin. Like, I think it's just to give. I think the only thing that they're doing necessarily is just so that way AJ can get a pin on either one of those two. Oh yeah, AJ's and, gonna pin Dolph. Hopefully, he, hopefully. If he yeah. pins Sami Zayn, that's horrible. Oh, I'm gonna lose my mind if he pins Sami. Because like I don't know, I, it sucks too. Because like Sami Zayn's heel turn is going about as well as his babyface run. Like it's and it <laughs> and it's frustrating because like he's still a heel that. Every time someone needs to take a pin, they just drop out Sammy. Like, oh, can't. We can't have Kevin Owens take the pin. Go, go with the pin, Sammy. There's some sort of like vendetta Vince has against Sammy because it dro- it's it's so infuriating just to see him as a babyface do everything he did in NXT. If not like like granted, he didn't have like the best opponents to go up against for some of those runs. Um, and then they just fed him to Aiden English before the Rusev Day thing, which was stupid. Yeah. Because before Rusev Day, Aiden English was just okay, in my opinion. Um, but, like, he flounders on the main roster as a babyface, still has not won a main title championship in any capacity, and now as a heel, when he finally starts getting some momentum and doing some great stuff with Kevin, he still got nothing. Yeah, and, I mean, to be honest, and... I don't mean this to send you off into a condition, but like, what really has both of them, not just Sammy, but what has both of them really done since they've formed this little team? I mean, I mean, Sammy is, I mean, Sammy straight up is annoying, like just which works, which it works, but it also doesn't. You know what I mean? Like it works, but then there are moments where I'm like, all right, you need to dial this down, and, and like there are even moments where like, because they said this, I forgot what podcast it was, but. Kevin Owens was on a podcast saying like there was a moment like literally there's a moment when they first turned heel where Sammy's like like dancing around the ring and yeah. Kevin's like I literally grabbed him and said stop like on live TV and then he kind of just like lingered behind because he was like because I was like you're overdoing it Sammy Sammy's <laughs> just a really energetic kind of guy and, I, and, he's and like, I love Sammy Zayn yeah. El Generico is my boy but it's just I just don't understand what isn't working like I don't know what he has done backstage or what he hasn't done backstage to make them go, he's going to take every pinfall. Because in a way, it works because Sammy's so popular that he can't eat pins. But just because you have a guy who's popular enough to eat pins doesn't mean he should. He's popular for a reason. Yeah. You should probably have him win. If you want to if you want to do an if they wanted to do an underdog thing, yeah, have him lose a few matches, but then give him something. Yeah. Anything. <laughs> but like it's like it just it it belts up to a to a crescendo with the uh, with the heel turn, but like if this was if him just constantly losing was supposed to lead to his <coughs> final underdog, like I I've, I've succeeded and I've conquered everything and I finally got the WWE championship or a championship ship for God's sakes. If that were to finally have happened, then yeah, then it would have all been it would have been worth it. The yes movement wouldn't have been what it was if it wasn't for years of just not giving Daniel Bryan anything. Yeah. That 18-second loss to Sheamus at WrestleMania. Or the year before that where they weren't even on the main card. Exactly. <laughs> or just like when he wasn't in the Rumble. It was like yeah. all this all this stuff like that like it it helped because it ended up paying off to something. Granted they probably didn't want it to pay off to that at the time, yeah. but it still paid off well that there's nothing there was yeah. nothing for Sammy and now even as a heel he can't catch a break and it's yeah. just I I hate it because I love him so much yeah no it's it is frustrating because like I don't know I think that they it's 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 weird the entire situation's weird because AJ is your world champion and you need AJ to be champion going into WrestleMania of course so he can feud with Shinsuke Nakamura but that means everyone he feuds with 
from here from from like that here on is a meaningless feud. And then you've got Sammy and Kevin Owens who are feuding with AJ now, and we know that they're not going to take the belt off AJ because they need him for the for Mania. So I guess yeah, you could do a shock title change and then just get it back to AJ before. But then what? Does that mean Sammy Zayn gets a night with the championship before dropping it? I don't want that. I think that makes Sammy Zayn look worse. Yeah. And you can't do anything meaningful with them because they're feuding with AJ. So I just don't understand. And I don't see <laughs> anywhere they can go after this. Yeah, it would have been what it would have been so easy for them to have them lose. At the at the Royal Rumble in that handicap match, have AJ Dolph be a filler match just until Mania, and have Kevin and Sammy go after the Usos. That's what they should do. Either that or just shake. At this point, I feel like it's better to shake them up to Raw because then at least we don't have to deal with Shane McMahon and Daniel Bryan's like passive aggressive bickering that they're doing, which may or may not See, be leading to but Daniel at least, turning But at heel. least that's a story. Like I'm okay with that story. I don't like that story though. I, I think it's I think Shane being incredibly like just f- screw you to to S- Sammy and Kevin, um, and this whole like vendetta he has against him doesn't work in terms of him being a babyface because a lot of times he just took it too far to a point where like you're not a commissioner anymore. You're just an a hole trying to inv- get yourself involved with everything. Right. Um. And Daniel is just like. Like, licking, like, just completely just like, oh, yeah, like, Sammy and Kevin, they're the greatest. They're so good. And it's just like, at some, you're you're trying too hard. Like, you don't need to get Daniel Bryan to put him over or whatnot or just, like, to make them seem like a legitimate threat because, oh, Daniel Bryan likes them, so they must be a threat. And that yeah. doesn't work. And then you have this top, like, ten list. And that's the dumbest thing. And then he's like, oh, these are the top 10, like, best people on SmackDown. And then I don't even think Sammy and Kevin were on it. Nope. Which, or, or, or maybe they said most popular. I don't even get what the list is. Like, yeah. there's no voting like, for I, it. Because, like, I think he was like, yeah, because he said the wrestlers voted for who they thought was the most you can't vote popular for wrestler on SmackDown. That wouldn't make sense. Well, like, I don't like, if I... Why would they care who the most popular wrestler on SmackDown is? Why would they is? care about a list? Yeah. Why would they be like, oh, I want to fill out this list? Because if, if you said this list is going to determine number one contenders, then why would you let wrestlers decide it? Exactly! Like, if you said, these, we asked the fans who they thought the top ten best wrestlers on SmackDown were, and then, like, and that was the list, and then... Because of this, well, because if 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 because probably they were just scared that someone they didn't like would get picked as number. But you one. don't even have to have the fans actually have like you can say the fans vote, but then just put out whatever list you want. Exactly. Because at the end of the day, no one's gonna know what Go the numbers like full lie. Cyber Sunday on it. Yeah. So like, you could you could literally have had that exact same list and just have said these are who the fans thought were the best and. Even if you took out the champions and said, these are who people think are the best non-champions in the WWE in SmackDown. And then I guess you could have that be how you decided feuds. But I, I just, think, just a, I think that's a lazy way of booking feuds. Why are we relying on a list to start feuds? Why can't we have an actual story? I don't know what we're doing right now. Like Randy Orton, Bobby Roode sounds lit, but I don't know why it started over a stupid list. I don't know. I don't, Yeah, <laughs> well, like it's just Randy Orton's just gliding through just RKOing people for the sake of a pop and that's yeah. all he has if anybody needs to turn heel it's him anybody like just, he needs just to cut loose because yeah. it just looks like he doesn't care one and two like that's all they have for him there's no other reason you should like him because yeah. on the mic as a baby face he's not good Bobby Roode and Randy Orton is a dream match caliber like hype but I don't think it's going to be a good match. The problem is, though, is that both of them work so well as a heel, yet both of them are baby faces. Yeah. So, like, one of them has to go, and even if you get one to do as well as a heel, the other one's not that good as a baby face, and you uh, need a good baby let's face. Ju- for let's, a just turn like this. Ke- let's just turn Kevin's uh, baby face and then have, and have turn Bobby and Randy Orton heel. And have Sammy and Kevin take on Bobby Roode and Randy Orton. Something. That's a team I could get behind. That's uh, Yeah, sure. Go ahead. But, like, uh, SmackDown is so weird. <laughs> like, it really is. It really is. Like, it's just a weird... And then, you've got, and then you've got the Usos, who, like, I guess at this point are baby faces, even though they've never actually turned. Exactly. You got Chad, and, you got Chad Gable and Shelton Benjamin, who are tweeners. Yeah, well, you've I got, mean, they, they were heelish when they are like, yeah. I dropped your pancake. Yeah. They've got Rusev Day, who are heels, but are the most popular thing in the company. Exactly! We don't, like... It's so... I just, like... 
I don't know what WWE wants. And then you've wants. got Breezango, who at this point have no momentum, but WWE still thinks they're popular. Yep. Yep. <laughs> still put out those. Yeah, I yeah. don't even know if they put out Breeze on, like, fashion files on YouTube anymore. I don't think they do. It's, like, good, honestly. I mean, I think they did. I think they did, like, a couple weeks ago. Yeah, well. But it's weird. Like, yeah. it's, and, 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 like, it's so easy for me to plan out how I think they're going to book, like, the Raw WrestleMania. But, like, seeing like plans for SmackDown like the what? only solid, I have no yeah. idea what Kevin the Owens o- and Sammy yeah, are going to do the only solid thing we have for SmackDown at least at this point is that we're going to have Oscar and Charlotte Oscar and Sh- Shinsuke yeah, and AJ yeah Oscar Charlotte Shinsuke and AJ which are two good matches to start off with SmackDown now fix your undercard or your uh, mid card i could very easily see the US championship pictured being a combination of Bobby Randy and Jinder I could see it left off the card. Oh, it's not gonna be left. Off the card. It's not gonna, but I like with the way that they're booking it. It's not. I could see it being left off the card. Yeah. I and and this is the really shitty thing. I could very easily see Randy Orton winning the U.S. Championship at Mania. Oh yeah. Because oh it's, yeah. Because it's Randy Orton. Gotta get that pop. Well, and Randy's gotta win. You know what I mean? Like it's one of those things. And then we're just ruining Bobby Roode. What are we doing? See, I, don't think, I don't think Bobby Roode losing to Randy Orton. I don't wins Bobby Roode because I don't think it is Randy Orton. I don't think so either. But at this point, like Bobby, really, like other than this United States Championship run, he's not connecting. He's not like all he's got is the glorious bomb. Yeah, that's but all he's got. If he loses to if he loses to Randy Orton, and then Randy happens to get any form of a pop, which I'm sure he will because people cheer for Randy, even though. He's kind of not there. He kind of seems like he's just kind of going through the motions. Yeah. But that's also due to the fact that your creative's giving him nothing he cares about, which is goes back to what we talked about earlier. But I could see Bobby turning heel and being like, you guys didn't even cheer for me and I lost my belt to Mania. This, so the hell with you guys. And then feuding with AJ or Shinsuke. It's just the, this has been the weirdest, and it's we're not <laughs> even like four weeks into it, but this has been the weirdest road to WrestleMania I think of all time. Ugh, I mean, that one, the like, one where Seth was hurt and they had to switch the entire card around. That or, one was or, pretty or weird. Last year too. The the last few manias, they've just been stricken with injuries, and that's that's made it weird. And there there are a couple injuries that they're dealing with right now, but none not, not none to the near not, the capacity and none that, to, and none on SmackDown. Yeah, like, yeah, no one on SmackDown's hurt. Thank God, because their roster's so thin. Exactly. <laughs> I, I don't know, man. I'm I'm looking I'm looking down the like the road to WrestleMania to what we got, and there's a, a lot of good stuff we yeah. got. Oh, I'm looking forward to it. I'm just like I don't you know gotta to do. have they gotta have a solid mid card in terms of like the matches to start things off and to keep things going for WrestleMania because it's a long show. Yeah. So they can't just have no, nothing matches between people that aren't given good material. Well, I'm definitely if the. Especially as of late, you definitely know that most of the matches on the card are going to be multi-man matches because they want to get as much people on the card, and I'm okay with that. So you look at the U.S. belt, they could just fucking defend it in a ladder match like they've done the last three years. I could actually, now that I think about it, I could very easily see a U.S. ladder match. Yeah. With Jinder, Bobby, Randy. Ziggler. Let's see, Ziggler. Probably Which would make no sense. You have Ziggler. Oh, no, that's the Intercontinental Championship they put in ladder matches. La- yeah, last time they did. But the Intercontinental Championship is now way more prestigious than the U.S. belt. Well, there's going to be a ladder match because it always is because it's a multi-man ladder match, and it's a great way to open the show. Oh, yeah. So one of those belts is getting the ladder match treatment, and if they're going to go with Mistourage versus Balor Club, then that means the U.S. belts get in the ladder match rub, which is weird because Randy, Bobby, and Jinder don't strike me as great ladder match participants, which means they'd have to <sighs> fill it with three high flyers, which means... Mm, I don't know. We're, <laughs> we're just both shrugging at this point right now. Like I'm ex- On one hand, I'm, I like that it's not predictable because it gives me a reason to watch and see the buildup. Yeah. But... <sighs> I just I wish a certain th- couple things were just booked better uh-huh. because I'd be excited to see what Sammy and Kevin are going to do at Mania if they were booked properly. I'm just fearful. <laughs> I'm not oh, excited. Yeah. I'm fearful. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm worried they're going to be given something terrible. Yeah. Exactly. Like I'm worried that they'll give Kevin Owens something to do and then push Sammy to either manage him and he won't get a match or oh, I I lose my mind. Well, either way, that. he'll get involved. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. But, but like, like that's not the same. Exactly. Exactly. Or they'll just they'll just Bray Wyatt slash Samoa Joe treatment where they just didn't remember like two main years ago where Bray didn't have a match and he had a promo with The Rock. And then Samoa Joe wasn't on the card last year. Uh huh. Like I'm wor- I'm also worried that could happen. And I'd like or 
the absolute worst case scenario, they just interfere in a match between Daniel Bryan and Shane McMahon. Uh huh. And then Shane McMahon gets another Mania match against Daniel Bryan, and then Kevin Owens and Sammy just interfere. Of course, that would be awful too. I mean, it's just uh... especially because you'd probably have to get a tag team involved to help Shane McMahon out, and. I don't know what team you'd have help him, but it's probably Rusev Day. I think I'm just a lot more like nervous about them f- just screwing up this WrestleMania because I'm going. Yeah. Um. Like now you're now you're a little bit more comfortable because you're like whatever they put on, it's WrestleMania. I'm watching it anyway, and like I didn't spend all this money to go there. Because if you spend all this money to go there, and then, and the, then, show then the show sucks. Now, it doesn't matter. Like, like in, in 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 the landscape of it all, it doesn't matter. Me and Cindy are meeting a ton of superstars. We're seeing NXT TakeOver. We're going to see, like, just be at WrestleMania, and we'll be able to say we've been to WrestleMania. Granted, it might not be a good one, but it's still a WrestleMania. Because I'm sure all the people who went to WrestleMania 17 were like, I've been to WrestleMania. But then just like, what number? I don't want to tell you. I don't want to say. I don't know. I, I think the show is going to be good. Um, I think I just I it's, just don't know what they're gonna do. That's the thing though, is that we're still like we we look at WrestleMania and we're like long term booking works the best it does. for WrestleMania because it does it does, yeah. but like that was it does it does it's, but like yeah it's just like you can't I don't I think we're just schizophrenic when we're like don't short term book a WrestleMania. Well, match. and it's one of those things too where it's like every feud that they could draw out long term aren't exciting stories and I don't want to see them continued anymore. Mm-hmm. Like the only thing that they've had that's been going on for a while is the Shane Daniel Bryan story. I mean there's which been Which I'm fine with it, but I just there's been the teases between Shinsuke and AJ. Yeah. There's been the teases. Yeah. So we've gotten we've gotten that at least in terms of that. So we've gotten Glimpses of that. I just, I also. So they're at least, they're at least plant, they plant the seeds like, do you want this? We lose our minds. They're like, okay, you want this. Especially, and and now, like, I don't know what. And now that Seth Rollins doesn't have a thing, I think that shuffles everything around. Like, oh, yeah. are we going to get shit? Like, are we, what is he going to do? Are they going to throw him in with the Miz and Finn Balor and have a triple turf for the IC belt? I don't know. I'm okay with that, but like, I don't know. I feel like. You can put the Miz in an in a ladder match now with Finn and Seth and some I, others. <laughs> I think the big thing right now is just I'm hoping for some good moments. I'm hoping some for some really really good moments yeah. that sets this WrestleMania apart from all the other ones at least. Because like WrestleMania 33, you had John John and Nikki proposing, well John proposing to Nikki, and then you had the Hardys returning, and then you had the Undertaker's amazing retirement. Um, quote quote unquote retirement because we still don't know because John like the god dang troll that he is on Raw is like Wrestlemania is the place where, where 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 wrestlers rise from the dead and then everyone was like what what he said that yeah oh yep. he did yeah wow. oh he did he was like Wrestlemania a, a, a wrestler's career can rise from the dead at Wrestlemania and everyone was like looking around like uh, please no well, John, one career needs to stay dead see again it's like I want I want to see Taker yeah. like I don't even care if he doesn't wrestle just let me see that entrance I'd be okay with I, I'd be okay if he came out and then just had like a formal retirement but they're not gonna do that cause it's not his like you, you've said multiple times it's not his style even if he came out even if he came out to for like one final entrance cut a promo and then had someone like run in and like say something about him and, and then him like Give him a tombstone pile driver, and then do the main the, the Undertaker taunt, and then that's his send off. But even then, I thought his his thing was so beautiful, and I and even if I was going, I think I I think I went on record and said yeah, you if, said you would you even would if boo I if was, he was there. even if I would even if I did end up going, I don't want to see him there. Oh, I, yeah, you said that, yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah, which and I, but don't get me wrong, I get why you would want to because it's the Undertaker, and seeing that entrance at WrestleMania is incredible, but. I don't want my only time seeing The Undertaker to be him wrestling a terrible, terrible match. I mean, that's the thing, though, is that WrestleMania 33, he wrestled a pretty bad match. WrestleMania 32 was okay. See, I wouldn't have wanted to see him in any of those. The only time I would have wanted to see Undertaker in any of the last few Manias was last year to see him retire. But oh, like yeah. that match, I wasn't looking forward to that match at all. No. But I was looking forward to what happened well, after. Well, because we could kind of see the writing on the walls with that one, though. Well, yeah, and that's what and that's what had the appeal to it. That's why it main evented, because we all knew that was going to be his quote-unquote last match. Um, I think the last Mania match I would have been I was excited for it all was him and CM Punk, um, and I think that was the last Mania match he really delivered on. 
I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. And before that, of course, was uh, was uh, the end of an era. So, like, those two back-to-back were great. Yeah. Like, just Taker just putting on great matches with two great opponents. Yeah, because, like, even, even the match, even when he wrestled Brock, which ended up being the streak ender, like... That match was garbage. Yeah, I wasn't excited for it. I was like, ah, Brock... Brock, what? at that point, I was like, Brock is a terrible wrestler, when he and lo- The Undertaker's he, old. And, yeah, Taker didn't look good. He didn't yeah. look good at all. And I thought the booking was dumb, because I was like, they're not going to give the streak to Brock, and Brock can't yeah, afford, exactly. and he, Brock can't afford Brock to lose. Doesn't need, Brock doesn't need that, and, like, if there was anybody to, for him to lose to, it would be Taker, because it's WrestleMania. So every, I remember I went into that match thinking, yeah, this is going to be a slog of a match, but Taker will extend his streak. I thought the entire thing was going to be The Undertaker won due to... Due to some kind of, I I I really thought it was gonna be Brock looking like he was gonna end the streak. The lights go out. Brock is unconscious. Undertaker has as above him with a with a three count, and then Undertaker rolls over, and there was a black baseball bat for Sting's appearance. That would have been nice. That's what I thought cool. was gonna happen. I thought the entire thing was set up. Taker, and like Sting. Sting wasn't even there, but there was just a baseball bat. Yeah, well, in there. at that point he was with the company, and everybody was like rumored, oh. Sting's gonna get involved. Sting's there because because he was with the company for like a true, good yeah. year before he that did anything. True. That is true. So yeah, we we've gone off on a bit of a tangent. Well, it's with Mania this season, so I think it's we're, cool. We're I think we're kind of doing some fantasy booking for Mania. We are, yeah. And I'm just doing some hyperventilating where I'm just like, <laughs> please, just be a good show. Yeah, like, well, even even a bad re- WrestleMania with you there is going to be a fun time. And anyone should be worried about the show being I'm sure, bad. It should be I'm me. sure. I'm <laughs> sure people who have been who were at WrestleMania 27 was like, no, it was okay. Like instead of just being like worst WrestleMania since uh, the yeah. wasn't it eight. It was well, eight. no WrestleMania nine was the one that. And was I also really, really liked bad. that WrestleMania. It was just the main event was literally just a just a, a just a vacuum. It was a popcorn fart that led to the next WrestleMania. Yeah, well, and, and like, and that that WrestleMania had a lot of really cool moments. Like that was the one Zach won the. It was the title, Edge's. Right? La- it was it, oh, no, it was or, Edge's last. Oh match. yeah, Edge won the ladder match against Alberto. Um, mm-hmm. That was drawn a blank on what else happened to that show, but yeah. just good stuff happened there, and. And even the one a couple years ago where everyone was injured and Zach won the IC belt. Yeah. And they did that specifically because they knew people were going to hate the main event. Like, everything between that. And then that, women's, women's match. Yeah. Yeah, triple that, threat that show, went, that show was very solid. Had a lot of really solid stuff in it. There hasn't been necessarily a terrible WrestleMania since 27. Yeah. Well, a lot of wrestling fans <laughs> are like, oh, I didn't like that. So that means it was garbage. And I, I hated it. Even if, in theory, it was just not that good. Yeah. I mean that's that's just that's just that's wrestling fans for you. It's yep. it's a weird it's just a weird time. And this is when we're all like getting real excited. We're all super excited, especially those of us who are going. Um either way, it's just going to be a fun week in general. Oh, it's going to be great. I'm really upset I'm not going. I'm going to yeah, I'll me, me and Cindy will probably vlog a good amount of it like of the stuff that we're doing. Good. Um and um I can send the video to you and then you can put it on the channel. Because yeah, we sure. need to start getting some stuff on that YouTube channel. No, we do. Yeah. Before I leave, we're doing Omega Okada. Deal. All right. So cool. let's we'll, we'll find a weekend that we could do it because I, you're good weekends, right? Uh, I can make it work if I had to. Okay. We'll, we'll make it work because I, I, I still really want to see that match and I yeah. still haven't watched it. Because um, I kept my promise that I was going to watch it with you. So Yes. Because I could have watched it by now at this point. I'm just, <laughs> well, yeah, I'm yeah. just being lazy. <laughs> I've just been lazy. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's all I got from, is there anything else that you wanted to cover at least uh, with this week? I mean, not really. 205 Live was pretty good. Um, there is, yeah, there is a uh, Buddy Murphy. I'm really, Buddy Murphy was there, but also like, um, like Leo Rush and, um, Buddy Murphy. There was one other name too, but oh well. Yep, uh, oh well. <laughs> Triple H being creative of 205 Live is really good for the show. I think is that has that just happened or is it Yeah, he just recently uh since since Rockstar Spud taking over to current, that's been Triple H. Okay, so well then who the heck, was it Vince running two oh five creative? Yeah. Jesus Christ. Vince was running Vince was running too. And if Vince wasn't, his ter- some terrible uh, some terrible writer was. But yeah, uh, Triple H took it over now and he's gonna turn it into NXT and it's gonna be awesome. Do it, do it. Give me a reason to watch <laughs> NXT I mean two oh five live, please. Yeah. I wanna see because I've seen some highlights from what the guys can do in terms of wrestling. Like I don't doubt the wrestling ability and that they're doing some decent matches on two oh five live. Well, well, Just give me a reason to well, care. Well the thing the thing that Triple H has done since he's taken over two oh five live is he's stopped doing all the really stupid storylines and has just been like 
these cruiserweights are on this roster, and we promote them as some of the best technical or just overall best athletes we have. Why are they in dumb storylines where they have to crack stupid jokes and have dumb stories? Why can't we just have them wrestle? And exactly. that's what he's doing. That's why he's like, this tournament, this will book us to mania, and just everybody being good wrestlers. And then from there, we'll have all these guys who put on good matches every single night, and then we can start planning out stories. Exactly. I mean, Which that, I'm all about. <laughs> at, this, at this point, it's like they're doing Cruiserweight Classic just makeup. Yeah. So, which I'm okay with. I'm okay with that too. Give but, me a uh, reason to watch that show. Yeah, but besides that, I mean, I think we covered everything. We did a lot of fantasy booking, but again, it's Mania season. It, it, I mean, at that point, it's like you kind of got to expect it, though. Yeah, because for I, true. everybody's doing it at this yeah. point. So yeah, but yeah, I think that's gonna wrap it up at least for this week. Um, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Um, if you want to follow us on Twitter, you can follow me at szoomer4, and you can follow Chad. Um, at the Chad 100. Yep, and be sure to follow our Ringmasters podcast Twitter at Ringmasters Pod, and subscribe to the YouTube channel. And we're I'm gonna try my best to see if I can get the Jack the Jobber episode up on the channel, at least in the next week. We'll we'll get it up. Yeah, we're gonna get it up though, cause like yeah. Well, that, one, I'm kind of glad we didn't talk about like modern day wrestling on that because like enough to like uh, as long as we get it before Mania, it still works because. Like, we didn't talk about anything going on relatively in wrestling, so... Well, nothing those, really good was going on well, the, at the well, time, the, But yeah. those conversations that we had will be good in a month from now. Exactly. Which is why, like, yes, we want to get up soon, but if, worst case scenario, we can't, the the episode's still relevant. It is, yeah. So... Especially, I think the only thing is just, like, just us talking about, like... WrestleMania. Our, yeah, WrestleMania. Which is why we need to get up before then. We're going, we will. We, we will, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, um, so f- subscribe to the YouTube channel, Ringmasters Podcast, and, uh, yeah, thank you guys so much for tuning in for this week, and we will see you guys next time. Have a wrestle day.